Hello, this is R.J. Deacon reading the Supreme Court of the United States Opinion Syllabus in Rutkiski v. Clem, certiorari to the United States Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit. Argued October 16th, 2019. Decided December 10th, 2019. The Fair Debt Collection Practices Act, FDCPA, authorizes private civil actions against debt collectors who engage in certain prohibited practices. An FDCPA action must be brought within one year from the date on which the violation occurs. It's 15 U.S.C. section 1692 K.D. Respondent Clement Associates, Clem, sued petitioner Rutkiski to collect an unpaid debt and attempted service at an address where Rutkiski no longer lived. An individual other than Rutkiski accepted service. Rutkiski failed to respond to the summons and Clem obtained a default judgment in 2009. Rutkiski claims that he first learned of this judgment in 2014 when his mortgage application was denied. He then filed suit against Clem, alleging that Clem violated the FDCPA by contacting him without lawful ability to collect. Clem moved to dismiss the action as barred by the FDCPA's one-year statute of limitations. As relevant here, Rutkiski argued for the application of a discovery rule to delay the beginning of the limitations period until the date that he knew or should have known of the alleged FDCPA violation. Relying on the statute's plain language, the district court rejected Rutkiski's approach and dismissed the action. The Third Circuit affirmed. The Supreme Court held the decision below is affirmed and Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court. Absent the application of an equitable doctrine, Section 1692KD's statute of limitations begins to run when the alleged FDCPA violation occurs, not when the violation is discovered. The plain text of Section 1692KD unambiguously sets the date of the violation as the event that starts the FDCPA's one-year limitations period. Rothkiski argues for the application of a general discovery rule as a principle of statutory interpretation that, in effect, would read a discovery provision into Section 1692KD. But adopting this approach would require improper atextual supplementation of the statute. Such supplementation is particularly inappropriate when, as here, Congress has shown that it knows how to adopt the omitted language or provision. See uh, 12 U.S.C. section 3416. Rokiski cannot rely on the application of an equitable fraud-specific discovery rule to excuse his otherwise untimely filing. This court has noted the existence of decisions applying a discovery rule in fraud cases, um, see Merrick versus Reynolds, and, uh, and has characterized these decisions as applying an equity-based doctrine. See California Public Employers Retirement System versus ANZ Securities. Rutkiski, however, neither preserved this issue before the Third Circuit, nor raised it in his petition for certiorari. The decision below is affirmed. Justice Thomas delivered the opinion of the court, in which Chief Justice Roberts and Justices Breyer, Alito, Sotomayor, Kagan, Gorsuch, and Kavanaugh joined. Justice Sotomayor filed a concurring opinion. Justice Ginsburg filed an opinion dissenting in part and dissenting from the judgment. Thank you for listening. 
If you'd like to get a hold of the podcast, we can be reached at RhodesScholar80 at Gmail, that's R-O-A-D-S and 8-0, or on Twitter at CourtSyllabus.